Welcome to the HFM Team Investor Success Podcast. At HFM, we found that one of the most significant values we provide for our clients is our experience having helped hundreds successfully navigate through transitions like retirement, selling a business, or even moving on from the loss of a spouse. In this podcast series, we discuss questions we receive from our real-life clients, as well as provide our take on articles and topics important to people going through those same things. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought or at least some good ideas to consider. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. This is Catherine Allen Carlozo. I'm one of the investment advisors at HFM Investment Advisors in Glassboro. And welcome to our podcast number two. We're very excited about this. Um, There is a topic that had come across to me recently from my buddy, Laura. She's an attorney. And we felt that this was very important for our clients, whether you're parents or grandparents, to learn about. Laura Ergood is an estate and elder law attorney. She's based in Cherry Hill. She's a former prosecutor, a business owner, a mother, wife, and she's also daughter to a mother suffering from Alzheimer's disease. So her life experiences have allowed her to understand life's hardships and at the same time enabled her to cherish life's rewards. And she understands what her clients are experiencing and her empathy combined with her knowledge of the law offers her clients much needed support and legal assistance in a timely and effective way. When it comes to estate planning and having your legal documents in place, we usually think about being prepared as we get older. That's part of what we do at HFM with our financial planning. But what most people don't think about is preparing our young adult children and why it's important to having the right protection in place so you can always help your young adult child. So hi, Laura, and can you elaborate more on why this is important and some examples of why your children should be prepared with certain legal documents? Sure. Thank you for having me today, Catherine. Um, it's imp- people don't think that, that when their children turn 18 that they need legal documents. They think that they're still going to be able to make their children's medical decisions and financial decisions and be able to manage their all of their affairs just as they've done all their life. But what, what they fail to remember is that they become legal adults. So as a legal adult, Financial institutions and healthcare providers do not have to speak to the parent anymore because the child is an adult. And they're bound by certain laws, such as the HIPAA laws. Um, Those are privacy laws. And unless the child has the appropriate legal documents, they might find themselves in a situation where um, they are in an emergency and their parents are not able to act on their behalf. So I'll give you an example. Say you send your 18-year-old son off to college 700 miles away, say he's across the country in California, and he is out riding his bike and he goes over the handlebars, hits his head, and he's severely injured. No one's around except for um, his resident assistant is in the, is at, in the college, is in the dorm room, and he takes him to the emergency room immediately. They call you on the cell phone and there's talking to you, you're talking to your son all the way to the emergency room and then you lose contact with them. Call the emergency room. The emergency room says, do you, I understand you're his parent, but do you have any, does he have any legal documents? Does he have a HIPAA waiver? Does he have an advanced healthcare directive? 
or a healthcare proxy and you say no and they say, well, we can't, we can't provide you any information because it violates HIPAA laws and our HIPAA privacy policies. So you are now going to try and get on a flight and get out there to see him, but you have no idea what's happening the whole time. Say he went into um, you know, some kind of coma and there was, they needed to do emergency surgery. They may not listen to your, you, the parents' advice on what kind of action you want them to take because again, you're not, they're an legal adult and you don't keep, your child did not prepare the appropriate documents. Um, I had another case that was kind of sad and it involved um, a young woman who went off to college also far away from her parents and she had um, kind of a nervous breakdown and she left campus and she ended up in um, ultimately in a psych, psych ward and she would not, she refused to talk to her parents so the, the physicians in the psych ward would not talk to the parents. They had to fly down to the, the state where she was going to school they had to seek an emergency guardianship, which is costly, and they're in a different state, hiring a lawyer in a different state and going to new courts. And it was just very traumatic for them. Um, eventually they were appointed the guardian and they were then able to talk, the physicians would then exchange medical information with them and they were able to have input into her medical treatment. Um, and then they brought her home to New Jersey and they then had to transfer the guardianship from the other state to New Jersey. So it was a huge expense when wow. they could have just sent her, their daughter off to college with the proper legal documents and all that could have been avoided. Well, and I, I think sometimes people think just because their children might be under their health insurance that they have certain rights already, but not necessarily. Correct. And that's why I say 18 to 26, because that's, you know, that's usually when they get off your insurance, right? So people think that they can make, parents think they can make those decisions up until that time, but that's not the case. Wow. So what are these documents that you are talking about that they need? Do you have a list of them? Yeah. So a HIPAA waiver is just a basic HIPAA form that will name your, the people on the form that you um, agree to share your medical information with. So a child that wants to share their information with both parents will list both parents on there. That way, the parent could take the HIPAA form to the um, healthcare provider and say, hey, my son signed this document and you're allowed to talk to me. They could put that in the file and then they have proof that the son had already, um, you know, gave permission to his parents to speak with freely with the medical providers. The other one is a New Jersey Advanced Healthcare Directive or a healthcare proxy in some states. Um, that's where you name a healthcare agent. This is the person that will make your healthcare decisions for you if you could no longer make them for yourself. So if the child was unconscious, um, the parent would then have the authority to make actual medical decisions. And then there's a durable power of attorney. That's a financial document that allows um, your agent to uh, perform any financial transactions that you could perform, deal with your bank accounts, deal with lease agreements, mortgage, um, payments, uh, credit cards, they would be able to um, tr transact business just like you would be able to because you name them as an agent in your durable power of attorney. And it has to be a durable power versus a power of attorney. Correct. So durable just means that it will remain in effect if you're incapacitated. If it doesn't say durable, then um, you become incapacitated. Uh, the financial institutions may not um, honor it because it doesn't say durable. Um, and so that's a very important point. It also needs to have specific uh, clauses in there in order for the bank to 
um, honor it as well. So it's, you know, you shouldn't really do it yourself because you don't, you might not know what exact clauses should be in there. Awesome. And uh, also, what are the other documents? Um, everyone should have a will. Um, I, I, people probably think that uh, young adults don't need wills. Uh, recently, there was a case where a young adult had was a child of two divorcing parents, and they were in a bitter divorce. And he was in a car accident, and unfortunately died at a young age. And the parents fought over who was whether he was going to be cremated or buried. Hmm. The child would not have wanted that to happen. Um, you know, these are things that you talk about with your children. And so it's important for them to have an input into important decisions like that. Um, but everyone should have a will for that reason. Also, if you have, if you have a situation where you have divorcing parents, mm -hmm. the child dies without a will, both parents have the equal right to be the administrator of that child's estate. So that could cause problems too. Maybe the child thought one parent should be the executor. He could have named that child, that, that parent in the will. Um, instead of having parents um, fight over who's going to be the administrator. Oh, that's very interesting. If you have, um, and if, if you do have a, a child that's currently out of state, can you get those documents to them to sign and get notarized? Uh, only because of the fact of the pandemic and we can't really uh, meet up with you face to face. Yes, yeah, so I am currently offering a special um, package, a pandemic package. I can meet um, virtually with your child. Uh, we can prepare the documents. They can be sent to the children or they can come here to sign them if they're in state, if they're out of state, we would send it to them. Right now, most states allow for um, virtual notarization. So we could, we could definitely work at a signing where I could witness. We could have a notary virtually witness um, him signing and we, could, we definitely could arrange it, yes. Fantastic. So if anyone wants to reach you, how do they reach you? They can call me at my office, Ergood Law. I'm located in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 856-266-9525. Or visit my website at www.ergoodlaw.com. That is wonderful. Laura, thank you so much. This is invaluable information for uh, me personally, for my stepchildren but also for uh, anyone listening, because like I said, it's, if it's not parents and there's godparents that, or grandparents that might be interested in learning more about uh, why it's important to have these legal documents for your young adult children. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Catherine. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Investor Success Podcast. At HFM Investment Advisors, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. To learn more about our services, please visit us at www.hfmadvisors.com.